you are not a leader. I wonder how that's going to affect people just by reading that title, you are not a leader. It's interesting because as far as mindset goes, you've got to look at this and really look at it from a different angle, a different perspective, like everything we do. And this is what I do. I'm Stuart Walter, the athlete's secret weapon, choice of 41 world champions. Now I've teamed up with Lewis Hayden, executive super coach, UK coach of the year. And as we were just talking one day, we were talking about the fact that the work I do with elite athletes, it's very similar to the elite business mind. So here we are, the CEO's secret weapon. And it's the same information. And look, a lot of the work I do throughout the, I guess, the entrepreneurial uh, industry and working with CEOs, top executives, working with uh, elite performers worldwide, it's all stemmed from the understanding of this is what elite athletes do. And the elite business mind, the elite sports mind is very, very similar as far as how it works. Peak performance, pushing through the barriers. And every bit of success that my athletes have is because we've changed beliefs We've changed habits. We've redefined the way they look, the way they respond to certain situations. Same, same with everything we do within business. Okay, uh, when you think about it, I'm in business. Lewis is in business. He's got his own business, and that's why he's a very successful business coach because he implements what he learns. It's the same thing. I'm all the resources and tools that you're going to experience and have access to through the CEO's secret weapon are the same ones that I created, probably number one for myself, and number two with the elite performers and well, basically world champions. So this is something that I kind of get a lot of the time. I've worked with some quite a lot of um, network marketing people, okay, and it's fascinating that they, they, they're trying to be someone that they're not. I know it sounds crazy, but you look at these people, and I did it. I did it on stage. It was 800 people in Australia at the Gold Coast Convention Center. I was on stage, and I was talking to these people. And they're all very similar. They've all got the same beliefs. They've all got the same direction, the same goals. But why are only the top sort of 20% probably 10% of that room of 800 in the elite chairs down the front. <laughs> and it was, what's interesting, because I was, I was doing that and I was looking down the front and I'm going, hang on, that's the elite level. Okay, and out of the, I would probably say there was about 40 down the front. Uh, I'd say 10 of them were, what, 10? No, it's probably about 25, probably about 25 uh, were clients well, our clients now, but about 10 at the time, there's probably 25 out of that, that top 40 now that are clients. So I've got to look at this and go, mindset is incredibly powerful when it comes to business. And when it comes to business, you want to be in business. You don't probably don't want to be a sole trader. Okay? You probably don't want to be a sole trader. And even if people are kind of looking at me and going, you're a sole trader, well, I might be in business, but I've got a team around me. I've got an incredible team, and this also then connects to uh, what Lewis was saying in his previous episode, episode what, 18, I think it was, yeah. Um, who's around your boardroom table? Sure, you might not have the Richard Branson sitting on your boardroom table, but there's no reason why you can't follow him, watch his videos, read some books, and start integrating some of those aspects. There's no reason why I can't be part of your boardroom table like I am with, with Lewis. Okay, but... 
you can download the Dear Diary process for free, five minutes a day, and you can transform your life. And I ask you the question, if you've been a regular listener to this podcast, if you haven't downloaded the Dear Diary process off the website, which is ceosecretweapon.info, so go make sure you go to there and check it out, ceosecretweapon.com, download the Dear Diary process. It's interesting, even with a lot of clients that I have, they get access to the Dear Diary process. This is your homework. Do this, read this book, follow this five minutes a day, transform your life. And it's amazing how many people don't actually do it. The reason they don't do it is the reason why they come to see me, which is fears, fear of success, making changes. And this is everything we're doing because we're talking about making changes, questioning beliefs, questioning past actions, behaviors, habits, responses. And this is why I'm coming to you today to, to question, you are not a leader. You are not a leader. Reason I'm saying this is because we've got to look at a different perspective. You are not a leader. People choose to follow you. That's it. You are not a leader. It's people choose to follow you. As soon as people choose to follow you, you have, in their eyes, become the leader, the director, the coach, whatever you might want to call yourself. Okay, I know so many people in my profession. Oh, I'm a world leader in such and such. Okay, really? Who's your followers? How have you put yourself in that role? I'm a born leader. No, you weren't. No one was born to lead. It's through your actions, through your responses, through your behaviors, through your personality, through your ability to communicate is why then people choose to follow you. So guess what? The more people who choose to follow you, the more they're going to say, oh, you're a leader. You don't choose to lead. Other people choose to follow you. But in this case, how many followers do you want? Is it followers in life? You've just got to look at your family. Ask a simple question. Are you the follower? Or are people choosing to follow you in your house? In your family? When you look at a lot of families and a lot of kids, I, I don't do much work with kids, but I've got some kids' stories that I've created. It's amazing how many seven-year-olds are actually the leader in the house. You may think you're in control and you got the advantage and you're the parent, but I can guarantee in a high percentage of households around the world, guess what? The children are in charge. I don't want this. That's not good enough. I don't want to do that. I don't want to go to bed. Really? If children aren't choosing to follow you, you're not the leader. You might think you're the, the, the woman of the house and the CEO of the business and then ask yourself the question, you get home, are you really the leader? So this is one of those topics that I'd really love to discuss a lot more. It's hard, it's a very one-way discussion, obviously, in a podcast. But just to get that concept around to you. So if you want to get more people following you, which is your business, which is your family, which is your friends, your inner circle, okay, these people are choosing to follow you, choosing to align themselves to you. Okay, just as they can choose to follow, they can choose to unfollow you. And we've seen so much of that with influencers recently. Well, not recently because they've... They've only just become recent. Um, these influencers, it's interesting because although they do one thing that's uh, 
incongruent with their message and they can lose million followers overnight. And it's very clear there was one who was in uh, nutrition and dietary and spinning the, the vegan life and was caught overseas having a steak <laughs> and something else and basically overnight lost I think it was something about three or four million followers. Again, listen to it, followers. Okay, no one chooses to go, oh, tell me everything, tell me what I have to do. No, no, you choose to follow them. You can choose to follow, you can choose to unfollow. So again, let's bring this back to you are not a leader. What you're choosing to do is through your actions, through your behaviors, through your habits, through your supportive nature, through your ability to, to communicate, these people choose to follow you. And it's a classic example that when people go into business, they're probably very good at one thing. Okay, let's, um, I'll use the example of good friends of mine into uh, yeah, uh, cleaning. Started cleaning houses, domestic cleaning, roof, windows, okay, and then driveways outside of houses. Over a period of time, it's very interesting because they built the business so much and they go, right, we're going to build the client base, oh, sorry, we're going to build our team, we're going to build our staff. What happens is these people become very good at business, okay? And they're very based on the fact that they're good at what they do. And then all of a sudden they're put into this position where they have to become accountants, where they have to become marketing specialists, where they have to become webs, website creators. Because you choose to put your faith into, say, for example, a marketing company, thinking they know what they're doing. But guess what? All of a sudden you're paying them thousands of dollars and they deliver nothing because there's no connection, there's no message, they're not living the life and the work that you know you can do. So think about this, a person is good at their job, they go into a business and then they just keep bringing all these people in. The thing is, it's the other people that are choosing to follow. But the thing is, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you're making educated guesses every day. People looking up to you like you know everything, but guess what? Most of the time you don't. You're in this, I think that's the best option type of headspace. And what I find is, and I've done it before, my business, I built, oh, sorry, I met a business strategist and all of a sudden there was eight people coming on board, investing into the company, becoming part of the bigger picture. And I thought, oh, fantastic. There's me, I can now divide my workload, my workload, into eight. So I had someone who was a general manager, someone looking after that product, someone looking after marketing, someone looking after the IT and the system, someone as a general manager and product developer. It all sounded incredibly powerful. But guess what? Having eight people now choosing to follow and becoming part of this mission, you would think it's dividing the workload by eight, but it actually multiplied it by eight. It became so hard because you've got to work with these other people. You've got to keep them at that level. You've got to keep them motivated. They're choosing to follow, but it's also in choosing to follow. They're bringing their, their issues that you've got to resolve. And then you've got these cross issues between that person and that person and that person and that person. And that person's not doing the job. That's not happening. That's not. So anyone who's got a team, I'll give you full credit. And I think this is where we have to start heading and another example is a, um, a family lawyer client of mine. It's incredibly powerful when you see this happening because as we've said, step up or step out. Very simple thing, isn't it? Step up or step out. So as the CEO or as a business leader or as a business owner, 
as you step up, you'll find your team underneath you. Are they going to follow you? This is the other thing. It's not just, wow, you're awesome. I'm going to follow you. But when you start stepping up to the next level, because this is what this podcast is all about. When you step up to the next level, are these people, uh, people, are these people capable of following you? If they're not, guess what? You have to let them go. You can't keep trying to hold on to these people that are not performing because they're going to be the ones holding you back. So just as you are now a leader because they choose to follow, guess what? If they stop following, sometimes it has that effect on the leaders as the business owners, the CEOs. They're going to go, oh, I can't afford to lose lose these people. I'm telling you, you can't afford to hold on to them. You've got to, and I think who was it? Richard Branson said it best. You've got to teach people and train people so they they can leave and take your job. But you've also got to teach them, train them, so that they choose to stay. And then do their job. And that's the other thing as well. If you don't train people in the hope they don't leave, guess what? They're going to stay, and they're probably going to do a huge amount of damage to your business. So as a leader, as you're looking to ongoing and and increasing knowledge and success, people underneath you have to lift as well. But if they hit their little glass ceilings, guess what? They can be holding you back. You get two or three or five or 10 of them, guess what? As a CEO, you're probably never gonna free yourself and get to those levels that you know you can. Because instead of you just holding yourself back, you've got another 10 people holding you back. Okay, because they're fighting to keep their job because of the satisfaction that they're getting from it. But as soon as you keep lifting, guess what? They've got this big rubber band that's trying to pull you back down. And you're going to find that in business. And this is a classic when you are, and Lewis mentioned it in the, the boardroom meeting. Okay, you've got to get to the point where you're happy to go, well, you're not working for me anymore. It's not helping me to achieve what I want to achieve, therefore, bang. And we use this analogy for this client, this family lawyer of mine, it's step up or step out. Okay, so I'm going up here, bang, this is where I'm going. If you choose to follow, great. It's like tying a rope around your waist and climbing up Everest. Climbing up Mount Everest, you're gonna have people that are gonna, oh, I'm scared of heights. They won't even take this journey with you. Some of them might get to base camp and go, I'm exhausted, I don't know if I can do it, and, 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 well, guess what? Let go of the rope. You're going up to the top and you're going to find people halfway up and going, oh God, I've outgrown the person that I was leading or that I was following. And all of a sudden, whoa, here's someone else coming through. Bang, they're going to grab the rope and come up with you. Okay, then when you become the leader and you step up, other people are going to step out. But as they step out, a new level of competence and abilities and skills and talents is going to lift with you. When you think about this analogy of tying a rope around your waist and climbing up Mount Everest, let's reverse it like a lot of people do. A lot of business owners, they're so busy making sure that their team are so happy and satisfied and doing the right thing and doing all these nice, wonderful things for them. But you look at it and go, hang on, you're the one holding the rope. You can't push them up Mount Everest. You're going to run out of energy. They're going to get scared of heights anyway and let go. Okay, but it's also sometimes you've got to turn around and cut these people free because it's the best thing for you and it potentially is the best thing for them as well. They're going to go and find a different pathway, someone else that they can follow. So start thinking differently about you. Think very much about I'm taking this journey. What is my Everest? What is my target? What is my business success I'm aiming for this year? And then 
this is what you can do. You can imagine tying that rope around your waist and going, right, I'm starting to climb. Got to focus on my, my happiness. Got to focus on health, then love, then wealth. Right, let's go. Okay? Take this step in faith, in trust, in knowing what the end result looks like. And you'll find you'll start attracting to you the people that choose to follow you. They're going to bring skills and abilities and talents and resources to help you get to that point. You've also got to provide the inspiration through yourself that these people choose to follow. Then they choose to grab hold of the rope. Then they bring their skill set in. You've got the right people. Guess what? They're going to take turns climbing up to give you a bit of a break as well. So be very, very aware of people that say, I'm a leader in my industry. Well, no, people choose to follow. I'm a leader in business. Well, how many people have you got choosing to follow you? Don't forget, this is not just your team. These are customers. These are clients. These are others, other businesses that work alongside. So stop for a moment. Think about your position, okay? And ask yourself the question, who are you following? And this is an interesting question as well. If you go, oh, I'm a leader, yeah, sure. Who are you following? Oh, I'm following this person, this person. Well, are you really a leader or are you a follower as well? Start thinking about this and go, right, as a leader, this is what I choose to do. I'm also choosing to follow these people to help me gain learning and understanding. Okay, like that boardroom table analogy that Lewis has got. What can you take from these people to help you on your journey? So that when you're climbing your Everest, okay, yeah, it's a steep climb. But if you ever know the understanding of Everest, they climb up, they acclimatize, they come back down again. They go back up a little bit more, come back down, go back up, come back down. It's not a straight path and it's not straight up. And any entrepreneurial person would know that. Any athlete would know. Any person in life would go, life is not a straight line. Choose who you want to be, how you want to be. Look towards the end of this year and go, right, that's the person I'm choosing and you can do it yourself. I'm choosing to follow that better version of you. And then start doing what that person's doing. It's modeling, and I'll get to that in the next episode. It's all about modeling. What does the ultimate version of you look like? Then use that to follow them, to do what they do, which is modeling. Then come back and just see how then the people around you, family, friends, workers, colleagues, clients, customers, now start following in a greater mass talking more about you, more about your business. So let's get on to that. I'll leave you with that. So you are not a leader. People choose to follow you. So let's go and get more people choosing to follow you. Start pushing the boundaries of changing beliefs, becoming aware of your awareness. It's also very easy to go, oh, I'm a leader. Okay, it's just one of those throwaway comments. But when you start drilling down, the way that our brain works, no, no one's a born leader. People are choosing to follow based on your actions, your behaviors. So start changing your actions, your behaviors, and you'll find your followers are more committed, more engaged, more supportive. I'm Stuart Walter, the Athlete's Secret Weapon and CEO's Secret Weapon. Stay tuned. There's going to be more podcasts coming through. Remember to check it out, the Dear Diary process on ceosecretweapon.info. Look forward to catching up with you next time. Bye now.